Welcome to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. Your on-the-go bite of the food and beverage industry. Welcome, folks, to the Food and Drink Business Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and today I'm once again joined by Kim Berry, the editor of Food and Drink Business and the host of this show. Kim, how are you doing today? I am very well, Grant. And yourself? Not too bad. Thank you very much for asking. I believe we've got a pretty fascinating topic and a great guest speaker today. Can you give us a run through? We do. We are talking the wonderful world of algae today. Uh, We're going to be talking to Nusky Spanton. He's the CEO and founder of Prevectus Algae. Prevectus is an Australian biotech company and they program algae to produce some of the world's most valuable specialty ingredients, among many other uses. If you're wondering what that means and how that happens, you are in the right place. Nusky has been in the industry for about 17 years, working in global aquaculture production. He's developed an exhaustive understanding in that time about the biological nuances of growing fragile algae. He's an experienced biotechnologist and he is joining us today to explain this world and uh, the audacious goals of Provectus. Hi, Nusky. How are you? Hi, Kim. Very well and, and uh, excited to be here with you today. Fantastic. Let's start at the very beginning. How did you come into this land of algae? Where, where did it begin? Yeah, so um, like you said earlier, I've, I've had a long background in large-scale aquaculture operations, predominantly in Australia, the Pacific Islands and Southeast Asia, and, and that was in the pearl oyster aquaculture operations. Um, and throughout that, that uh, career, I uh, gained a very good and extensive knowledge in, in algae production. And uh, I think it's really important to understand that a little bit of the backstory there um, before we get stuck into, into how Provectus algae came about. But uh, I'm sure we'll get into some details on that in a moment as well. <laughs> well, let's let's start there. How? How did Provectus come about? Yeah, so over the last uh, almost 20 years, um, growing algae in large-scale aquaculture operations, one thing to understand in, in pearl oysters is uh, the first thing is they solely feed on algae. Uh, so it's it's the way that they grow, the way that they feed, and, and ultimately uh, how we produce pearls. The second thing is uh, they're one of the most difficult uh, aquaculture species to grow globally. And the reason for that is they're a very complex uh, organism that requires very complicated algae species to feed on. Um, and, and they grow in very diverse environments, which means that you have to tailor the type of algae species that they, that they feed on. The third thing also is that they're the most expensive uh, commodity uh, globally in aquaculture. And this gives a good, good foundation for in the types of work that we were doing in that industry um, and the R&D development that we were working on to grow very fragile algae species that nobody else really grows uh, globally and what the needs and requirements are for those algae species as well. Oh, okay. Right. So that's a really interesting um, concept for my head because I kind of think of algae as just something that all grow anywhere, that, that the notion of it being sort of sensitive or um, very particular is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one thing to note is as human beings, we, we, uh, we actually don't know a lot about biology and particularly in, in the algae realm, we're dealing with an organism that grows in very diverse environments that we really don't know too much about. And being able to recreate those environments is extremely difficult if we think about 
algae, it grows in absolutely every aquatic environment on planet Earth, from the middle of the desert in a billabong to the open ocean. It grows on the surface of the ocean. It grows at 500 metres deep. It grows in Antarctica. It grows everywhere. And in each one of these environments is what we consider a microenvironment. And algae over the last three and a half billion years uh, has evolved to, to really thrive in these microenvironments and it's created a huge amount of diversity uh, within the algae species and within that microbial set, which we'll, we'll get into in a minute, which is, which is what we essentially do here at Provectus. But that provides uh, a huge amount of uh, unknowns in the world of algae and in order to grow something like a pearl oyster, which is extremely valuable, we first have to understand what it requires to grow and, and understanding the same as a human being, we need different nutrients to grow um, and those nutrients need to come from a very diverse uh, dietary requirements. And so if you think about an oyster and, and what it feeds on, it only feeds on planktonic algae. And so getting all of the requirements it needs to grow its, its muscles, to grow its shell, to grow its organs, um, you need to be able to deliver a very diverse range of nutrients within, within its feed. And this is where algae comes in. So understanding that every single algae species um, is extremely different to one another. They produce very different chemical compounds to each other. You can get algae that's uh, red, green, brown, blue algae species. You can get algae that's uh, very small, very large, and, uh, and they're all extremely different to each other. And within those species, they require very, very different things to grow themselves. Um, and it's within those microenvironments in which they grow that we need to be able to recreate in order to understand, firstly, how to grow them appropriately, but secondly, also what they're capable of growing to enable us to use algae as a, as a functional microbe in, in a whole range of different industries. Wow. And so is this, a, is this a process where you've been, you know, in, in that industry and you've been looking at these algaes and, the, and, and their components that it's then, well, not necessarily the next step, but then it's a process of going, oh, how could we use these for human consumption or does, do these have a role within medicinal forms or for food or where does that leap happen? You know, how does that mindset shift? Yeah, so... I think what's important to note here is that, you know, humans have been trying to grow algae for um, commercially for the last 40 years, but we've been using algae in many different forms from seaweed to microalgae for thousands of years already. But really over the last 40 years, we've been trying to grow individual algae species at scale. And what we now know is um, that we're extremely restricted in the technology available to grow different algae species at commercial scale. And this is really limiting our ability to utilise this fantastic microbe on a level to impact many, many different industries. Um, and so, you know, with a, with a significant experience in commercial production, um, you know, I developed a very good understanding of what the limitations or the pain points are in being able to utilise algae. And we're dealing with a microbe that could potentially have 5 million species globally. Um, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. You know, we've, we've essentially identified maybe 20,000. Um, we've... 20,000 from how many, 500,000? From potentially 5 million. We, we really don't million. have any idea how many are out there. And this is, and this is where Provectus algae is really born from. But commercially speaking, we only grow really 10 species globally uh, to any commercial scale. And those algae species of what we would consider here at Provectus 
pretty uh, marginal algae species that don't particularly provide the significant benefits of what algae as a microbe can, can provide. And the reason that we only grow approximately 10 of them is because we've never really had the technology uh, to be able to understand how the algae grows and, 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 and the ability to then grow it at scale. And, and there's a couple of fundamental things about algae that we're dealing with here is we're dealing with a photosynthetic organism that goes back to three and a half billion years of age. You know, essentially it's the, it's the original microbe on planet Earth that converted our, our planet into something that's livable. And in the environments of which it's evolved in, it's evolved in, in areas where it requires very, very specific light. And being a photosynthetic organism, essentially what it does is it converts light energy into chemical energy to grow. And this is extremely complicated. Um, so our ability to understand how this system works is very limited and that's compounded by the technology that we currently have been using for 40 years to try and grow it. We simply don't know what it requires to grow and we're only just understanding um, the different nuances in, in what to deliver to the algae to get the outcomes we desire to be able to grow it at any sort of scale. And so knowing and understanding the limitations of what we've been dealing with over the last 40 years, that really gave me a huge insight into, into solving some of the problems to be able to allow algae as a platform to be used for not only natural-based products that can be delivered in, in food and beverage ingredients, but we can also use the, the vast diversity of, of algae across the broad spectrum of species that are available to then integrate next-generation technologies like synthetic biology to produce products that are, are needed and uh, high-performance products for the next, next generation of production technology. There are so many areas of food and beverage that are on, on the cutting edge where the you know, the technology is, it's almost chomping at the bit, you know, just waiting for the technology to almost catch up with with what we know the potential of an industry is. And so where where is it? Like, I mean, if if algae has so much potential and it's so great, why, why hasn't there been greater momentum to, or why, you know, why isn't everyone doing it? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And, and there's two really critical reasons for this. In order to grow algae at scale, um, there's two problems with doing this. The first problem is algae is extremely picky about the type of light it receives. And when it blooms, it essentially grows really, really rapidly and it blocks out its own light. And this restricts how fast and, and how much it can grow. And we've always lacked both the technology and understanding of how to grow that effectively and how to manipulate that effectively. The second reason is you know, the most valuable and interesting algae species are extremely hard to grow because they're really super fragile in their structures. You know, some of them have glass skeletal systems with little glass spines. And if you damage these, they're, they're, they essentially die. So the traditional cultivation systems that we've been using over the last 40 years just cannot simply grow these really diverse subsets of, of algae species. And that's really what Prevectus Algae focused on initially to solve those two problems, to really allow us to, to produce any species of algae for any uh, particular target compound, uh, regardless of the system that we're looking at. And, and that's really a step change in what's been available previously. And that opens up a whole, a whole new realm of possibilities for uh, high-performance products for food and beverage ingredients. And so is Prevectus there? Like, are you guys there in terms of being able to start to develop and and manufacture these algaes on scale? 
Yeah, so we've been working very hard over the last three years to develop a platform that allows us not only to use advanced biologics techniques um, to produce products either naturally or biosynthetically, but we've also developed a, a system of manufacturing that can scale that from bench scale all the way through to large-scale manufacturing. And we can do that very rapidly at large scale and we can deliver that to any market all over the world. Um, so we're really a one-stop shop for the delivery or the manufacturing of uh, new high-performance products using an, an algae platform that essentially converts light energy to chemical energy and in doing so takes carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. That must have been a bit of a huzzah moment once you, <laughs> once you sort of cracked the safe, so to speak. Yeah, it was. And I, and I think the foundations for why Provectus Algae was born, essentially, you know, what we're seeing now is our food systems are, are really in a position where it's going to be very difficult to sustain our way of life. And if we don't find innovation, innovative ways to produce more products more sustainably, with still the same quality and high performance characteristics that consumers are now used to having, um, and really that the market demands, where we're in a position where, um, you know, this is going to make things very uncomfortable for us. We can't continue on a pathway that we're on now. And understanding, you know, the the, the sheer um, potential of what algae can provide, we can ultimately redefine the way production systems work and we can deliver really unique product lines to to displace some of the existing products in the market that may be difficult to, to source or, or can't be provided at, at the scale necessary. But we can also develop products that are, are really high performance and completely new to market to deliver products for emerging markets such as alternative protein markets or the like, which we know are, are really skyrocketing. And that really comes on the back of the trends of, of consumers making decisions in the market and, and what they require um, from their suppliers. And, and we're really a, a company that can deliver outcomes or, or product lines for, for the suppliers to deliver the high performance products to their, to their retail market. Yeah. And so when you're looking at those products that you're then, you know, supplying, what's their value add? Like, is it nutrients? Is it uh, texture? Is it what format or, or what are the characteristics that it's offering? Yeah. So essentially what we do is we, we have the ability to um, integrate with uh, consumer product lines or, or our, our supply customers uh, on the very large scale, we ask them what their needs and their requirements are, and we we have a platform using algae as the as the microbe for that to be able to deliver any of those product lines. And so we really integrate with our partner companies to understand what their product needs are and what their requirements are. And our platform is essentially at their beck and call to be able to deliver a, a microbial product to the performance requirements of that market. So we're really agnostic on what the product is and what the uh, what the use case is, we essentially tailor or we deliver a product that is absolutely suited to the specifications of our customers. And we've developed a platform using algae to do that where we can essentially manipulate the way the algae, algae produces natural ingredients um, to really tailor an outcome that is high performance in that product line. So if we take, for instance... You know, let's say you're an alternative protein company and your your plant-based burger, for instance, is maybe not as desirable as it could be with the colouring, for instance. Um, you know, there's three main things in alternative proteins. You need to have the colour, the taste and the texture. And if you, have, if you can't get all the three of those, you're in a bit of a problem. 
So essentially think about this as an alternative protein company who may be struggling with their colouring in their product or maybe what we're seeing now is a, is a potential shortage in the supply of beetroots which are commonly used for the colouring in these, in these products. Now these companies can come to us, they can provide us with their specifications in the markets in which they need to deliver their product um, and we look at those whether that's non-GMO or completely natural product or however they may want to deliver that into their product lines. We then go away and we develop an algae species um, to produce the particular target product for them using our platform and we scale that up seamlessly to large-scale contract manufacturing scale and we were able to then deliver their product directly to them into their market and they can put it straight into their product manufacturing. So we're essentially uh, at the use, the use cases of our customers and we have a very broad range of target sets that we're, we're much more uh, commercially viable on delivering compared to other platforms per se. It's such a, <laughs> such a remarkable area, isn't it, that this is, it's complex and yet it seems so coming right back to the roots of where we all came from, really. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and and um, you know what we're doing is essentially accelerating nature. We're we're identifying where nature has um, significant advantages over the way that we're 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 currently making our production systems, and we've identified a microorganism that not only grows extremely fast and and has the capability to to deliver products at commercial viability, but we also delivering that in a microbe that um, is one of the oldest microbes on planet Earth. You know, it's, it was here far before any of us were here. Um, it's essentially what all plants and animals were created from. And what this means fundamentally from an organism point of view is that it's already got all of the components inside its organism that are the same as plants and animals. So when we're looking at trying to produce product lines for these markets, it makes pure sense to go to an organism that already has the components to deliver that. And Basically, the way it works is we, we've developed technology to hone in on and, and grow these algae at scale. But essentially, the way it works is if a company comes to us with the specifications, we'll then go out and buy a prospect algae species that have the capability to potentially produce that product for us. We use advanced technology like machine learning, AI, advanced genomics and transcriptomics. And we essentially hone in on the mechanisms in the lighting technology and the control technology that enables those algae species to grow. And when we go through that bioprospecting, a lot of the time we find an algae, a novel algae species that naturally produces the target compound of interest that we're already looking for. But here's where it gets really interesting. If we can't naturally find the product that we're looking for, just for the pure diversity that already exists in algae, it's most of the time likely that we find an algae species that might have 95% of the molecular pathway uh, or the metabolic pathway to produce that product that we're looking for. And so we can use advanced technologies uh, like synthetic biology toolkits to then genetically modify or enhance those algae species in one or two series of, of uh, uh, genetic engineering processes to produce a completely novel and new product line that is either bioidentical or outperforms products that might already be on the market. And what we've shown over the last 12 months is that we're becoming extremely efficient at this. So we've got an engagement with one of the largest food and beverage ingredient suppliers globally um, who told us, you know, what their pain points are. They, they provided us a list of 10 ingredients. 
we very rapidly through our platform identified five of those ingredients that we felt were absolutely suitable for algae to be a production mechanism. And through that, we, we started on the first two products and we bioprospected a bunch of algae species um, that have never been targeted for these products before. And these particular products are, are fragrances and flavourings that are used in the food and beverage ingredient sector. One's a woody flavour and one's a garlic flavour. And essentially, we've used advanced technology in genomics and, and, our, and our internal capabilities with algae to find a naturally occurring algae species that already produces these flavourings. And now we're using our contract manufacturing and our, and our production technology to scale those up and essentially deliver those products into the market to displace an existing market that is very difficult to supply enough of that product into the market. So... Um, that's essentially how the technology works and, and we're really agnostic to the type of algae species we grow. We, we use really high throughput uh, experimentation to find which algae is the most suitable to produce the product we're looking for and then we're able to, just by using the light, we're able to manipulate the metabolism of the algae to make it produce a completely different chemical compound. And an example of this is we can take a green algae that... Uh, potentially everybody knows is a green algae and, and for all purposes the research that's been done on this particular species over the last 50 years shows that it's a perfectly green algae growing. We can use our technology to manipulate it to turn into a brown algae or a red algae and, and that enables us then to understand that when we control the light using our technology we also control the DNA. And we can switch on DNA and we can, and we can switch it off at will just by using light as the control mechanism. And this is a really fundamental shift in the way we understand biology and what the potential capabilities are with a technology like ours for the food and beverage ingredients market. Yeah, I mean, this, is, this goes right back to the fundament, what you just said, the fundamentals of biology and then flowing the whole way through to then ingredients that we're going to be using within our food and beverage sector. How do you think consumers are going to respond? <laughs> Where do you think consumers' headspaces are at this? Like, I kind of imagine them being quite conflicted. You know, this notion that, yes, it's coming from something that's organic, but that people are still very cagey about this notion of us turning DNA on and off or, you know, altering these things in that setting, even though we've been eating foods and, you know, that have been genetically modified you know, for decades and decades. How do we um, move through that in terms of those of us who sit here and wonder and go, this is remarkable, and a lot of the population who will be going, there's no way I'm ever going to eat anything that has that in it because it's gone through these processes or um, I don't know where it's come from. Yeah, most definitely. That's, uh, you know, something that is is absolutely uh, apparent in the markets today. And, and I guess the technology and, and the platform that we've looked to develop from the very beginning is to alleviate some of those issues. A huge range of the products that we're capable of doing are completely natural. There's no genetic engineering done on them. Um, we can take an algae species that has never been grown commercially before and we've, we've always really struggled to even grow a few cells of these algae species. Now with our, our platform, we're able to grow these at very rapid rates at very large commercial scales. And what this allows us to do by manipulating the DNA just by using light, we're not doing any genetic engineering. So we're essentially just triggering uh, a natural response by the algae in which it's evolved to do over millennia. 
And by understanding what algae is capable of doing, it's an extremely diverse set of microbes that is so much more complex than we've ever known before. And we're only really now just scratching the surface of what it's capable of doing. So imagine having, having a microbe whereby you, you are manipulating what it's capable of producing just by switching a different light colour. Instead of delivering a blue light, we deliver a red light and the algae performs completely differently. It looks like an algae species that is essentially a completely different species to what we know it was. And by using really high throughput experimentation to throw lots and lots of different things at these algaes, we're now just starting to understand what they're capable of and what they like to be able to grow. And that opens up the door for us to use this microbe on a commercial scale for our benefit to deliver completely natural products into markets um, that are far more high performance than potentially what's available now. And it also allows us then to look at product lines, which we have existing problems in the market. Let's say your product, you know, currently comes from a tree bark that's found in Madagascar. Yes. And it's used in... <laughs> let's say. <laughs> you know, let's, let's just say that. And, and it's used in a very broad range of products uh, that we consume on a daily basis. Now, imagine if these, you know, essentially what we're doing is we're cutting down these trees, taking the bark to use uh, to extract a very, very finite chemical for a flavouring. And this flavouring might not be apparent when you taste a, a, a particular food ingredient, but it's in the background and it's a critical component to give you that high-performance texture or flavour. Now, what we're doing in that production system isn't sustainable. And as we grow to 10 billion people, we're going to come into a huge range of difficulties in continuing to deliver products in the way that we want to consume them. And, and so looking for innovative ways to produce these products, not only naturally, but at a, at a scale that we can deliver it uh, in an environmentally sustainable way is key for our future. So that's what we really try to do here at Provectus is provide an opportunity and solutions to significant market needs that we're facing over the next 10 years. It's just remarkable, Nusky. <laughs> I mean, how many how many's in your team? How many's working? How many's at Provectus? So we've, we've grown pretty rapidly over the last 12 months. We've now got 22 uh, very capable and able staff across a whole range of divisions from software engineering to electrical engineering and industrial design through to uh, molecular biologists, chemical analytics teams, algae production teams, and we're really growing extremely fast to build out our current pipeline of products to deliver those into the market over the next couple of years. If I, if I came for a, a tour through the, you know, Perfecta site, what am I seeing? Am I seeing big vats? Am I seeing big ponds? What, or am I just really, really behind the eight ball here? No, you're not too far off, Kim. Um, <laughs> we, we essentially uh, grow everything in closed system bioreactors, so indoor closed system sterile bioreactors that run 24 hours a day, 340 days a year, uh, and, and they're churning out algae every single day. So we have a continuous, what we call a continuous culture, where we can pull out algae continuously, depending on the target product that we're looking for. And this allows us to produce algae in a controlled environment to really uh, control the sterile systems that we're working with to deliver a high performance, very high volume product into the markets. And this, uh, in doing that, essentially we, we have, you could think of it as a, as a beer factory. You've seen a, a fermentation factory, for instance. Um, not too dissimilar to that. We, we have developed our own hardware technology that uh, is specifically designed to grow 
algae in photosynthesis um, and everything is delivered inside of that. So we deliver uh, CO2 into the system and light to be able to grow the algae. Um, and it's almost as simple as that. I won't go into too much of the details <laughs> to bore you. I do, but I do love that you can just change the colour of the light. And I mean, that's a, that's a very amenable, that's a very amenable algae, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah, um, yeah, and what we've found is, you know, one, one thing that humans are really great at is is trying to make sense of something that is is almost non comprehensible, and light is one of those things. Essentially, the way that we understand light is very different to the way algae understands light, and essentially, the way we see it is an optical illusion. You know, uh, this colour really isn't this colour when you're looking at it. And in the same way, maybe a, a snake or another animal doesn't see visible light in the way in the way humans do um, we can only see light in the cut what's called the colored spectrum so we have real difficulty in seeing infrared and into the uv spectrum um, whereas algae utilizes every single color that we know of in that spectrum and so it's very very finite in what it requires um, so being able to understand the sheer complexity of how light is delivered uh is is the real difficulty here, and this is and this is something that um, I think as human beings we've struggled with for a very long time, is thinking outside of the box of the realms of what we understand. And now that we have the technology to be able to understand how the light works and how the algae reacts to that different light, we're able to throw not just one, but we're able to throw thirteen or fifteen or twenty five different targeted light spectrums to switch on and off metabolic pathways in the algae. And that's now only just allowing us to be able to utilise this microbe for synthetic biology or, or large-scale biomanufacturing applications. Oh, it's just, it's just remarkable. I know that when we started, I said we were going to talk about audacious goals. I feel like the whole, I feel like the whole company, you're just audacious. Nusky, I'm just going to call you Nusky the audacious. I mean, it really, I mean... As someone who just works with words, um, but does have a natural, you know, an ongoing sense of wonder with the world, the, this space just seems uh, beyond the realms. It's really, it's really exciting stuff, and um, I, you know, I. I say this often on this podcast, but we would love to have you back down the track to see what the next chapter is and what where you guys are at and what the latest developments are because I think um, just as we're watching with alternative proteins just taking off in a stratospheric sort of manner, I think, you know, the work that you guys are doing is is clearly going to head in the same direction and it's going to be so exciting to watch. So um, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time, Kim, and, and we're we're really excited to see what the next uh, five to ten years bring, and and really being an enabling company to allow these alternative proteins markets to to really take off into the stratosphere and and deliver products to to consumers that uh, that they want and they need, and and really transform the way our production systems work for you know a better and more sustainable planet as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an important playing such an important part in that in the future of food and beverage. Uh, so, look, yes, thank you once again. How's that, Grant? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been sitting here listening to this, absolutely amazed. The science fiction stories that I was reading 40 <laughs> years ago are becoming fact. Yeah. And this is just amazing. It's an incredible time to be watching what's happening in the new frontiers of food. It so, is. And remarkable humans who, you know, have brains bigger than the ocean, just able to even think in these spaces of like the what ifs and how about we try this and, you know, what if we did this? <laughs> just like, wow, I'll just sit here and 
remind myself of the difference between it's with a comma and it's without one. <laughs> <laughs> well, An apostrophe, I should say. Oh, my God, I'm even bad at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great editor. <laughs> great editor. <laughs> Well, thanks, Nusky, and thanks, Kim. And, of course, thanks, folks, for joining us for this episode. We'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great and amazing science fiction day. You've been listening to the Food and Drink Business podcast, produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Food and Drink Business, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Food and Drink Business, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast's audio, please contact us via our website or send an email to editor at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's food and beverage industry at foodanddrinkbusiness.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.